Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and boy, do we have a show for you today. We're going to be talking about Cat in the Hat, Oh Say What's the Weather, today. Journey to Space, family-friendly movies at the Vi... That the Violet Crown, Kiwi, 20 Phonic Adventures, Warcraft, and Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. Wow, we have a lot to get through, so let's start the show with talking with Morgan, who is 11 and a half from sunny California, just where I am. We're going to be talking about Cat in the Hat, Oh Say What's the Weather, today. Thank you very much, Morgan, for being on the show. So, let's get into it. What can we expect from Cat in the Hat, Oh Say What's the Weather? Well, we can definitely expect sunny fun. It's actually a lot of fun because you get to learn a lot of different things. And, you know, sometimes science can be really boring. Like, I, like, sometimes fall asleep in the middle of my classes every once in a while. And it can be confusing in a whole... It's like a different language. But the cat in the hat um, in this new DVD can make science and weather concepts easy to understand and easy to remember because they have fun songs, visual effects... And it makes it fun and exciting as well. And that's always better because it makes it easy to remember as well. And that's what I love about this is that Julie Stahl did a great job, who's the executive producer. And she did all seven of these episodes and many more. And I I really like that she understands what makes children laugh and smile. And she's done an amazing job with just one simple Dr. Seuss book to make over 60 animated episodes. And we get these sevens, which are all about wonderful weather. I totally agree. I, science is not my best my best subject. I love learning about it, though. But I think what's great is that we're able to teach kids science in a fun way. And Cat and who's a better host for making science fun than Cat and Hat, one of the most beloved children's characters in literature in this seven in this episode uh, what sort of specific things do we learn about the weather well it's actually really great because you know the weather does affect everybody in a lot of different ways so it's always good to learn about it but um it teaches us a lot about lessons like how do clouds form wind power the water cycle and much more and one of the most intriguing lessons in this DVD was probably chasing rainbows because I love rainbows. We got to learn about them, and it has a catchy sh- song that like literally got stuck in my head about the colors of the rainbow. And I just loved all the different characters, especially the king. He was really funny in that one. And we got to learn where uh, rainbows come from. And we also got to learn about, like, just a bunch of different stuff about weather. That's the main intricate episodes in this DVD. Well, it sounds like it's jam-packed with a lot of entertaining ways to teach kids about the weather. What would you say would be your favorite song in this seven-part episode? You know, the sing-alongs. Like, I would just, I found myself, like, getting this song stuck in my head. And I never really thought about that. But I think I really do like the one where, um... In the beginning, where they're like, the thingamajigger is up and away. Because that, like, it makes me, like, I just start singing along with them. And, like, it's kind of catchy. So you're like, <laughs> and I found myself humming to it as well. So I was like, wow, that's something that I'll remember for a while. 
those songs that stay in your head forever. Well, it sounds like that this this show is much like Magic School Bus, where we teach you about the science. But what makes this different from other t- children's shows that teach you about science? Well, it has guest stars, so like we get to learn about many different guest stars as well. And plus, it has like the funness of Dr. Seuss. And it has, like, the moms, the friends, and it has all that. And then they have the shrinkamadoodle and, like, a bunch of other gadgets and stuff that can turn them into, like, smaller or bigger. So that way they fit characters and they have, like, a bunch of different gadgets and stuff that uh, the school bus and other shows don't have exactly. Plus, we have the amazing voices of Martin Short, who is definitely the cat's meow. And he, he's done this role for over six years, and he's just been great. He can really do so many voices. And this one, I actually got to uh, hear him live in a person actually talk to him. His voice hasn't changed, and that's his real voice. He isn't adding anything, and that's what I really like, is that he has such a good personality that makes him such a good person. That makes him just easy to talk to and fit this part exactly because he is funny in real life. Then we have Alexa Torrington, who's Sally, and she is cute and adorable. And I like that she has, like, the sweetness to her voice. And she's been doing this for six years, and she still has the same voice, and that she still can keep that same age range is simply amazing. And we have Nick, and we have Fish, and we have, like, a bunch of other different characters that make this perfect for the entire family. I love Martin Short. I think he's hilarious. And he's got one of those distinct voices that if you were to hear in a room, you could point him out easily. He's such a funny comedian. I loved him in Three Amigos and anything with Steve Martin. It's just, he's hilarious. I'm I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, I didn't, when I first saw, I saw a little bit about the cat in hats when I was researching this. And I thought, he sounds so much like Martin Short, but nah, they couldn't have get Martin Short. No, but I can't believe they did it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we're going to be talking about the films Journey to Space, family-friendly movies at the Violet Crown, Kiwi, 20 Phonic Adventures, Warcraft, and Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. Plus, this show, this episode is sponsored by Quackers by Shout Factory. Now, we're going to be t- continuing talking to Morgan about the cat in the hat. Oh, say, what's the weather today? Now, you mentioned there was uh, there's guest stars on this show. So besides the wonderful and talented Martin Short, who else do we have on the show that we see? Oh, we have like a bunch of other different people. Um, I'm not sure exactly who they are, but they're like different they're different celebrities and sometimes they'll have like reoccurring roles. So like they'll keep on going to the where they live and such so that way you can be able to go and have fun with them. And that's really cool how they incorporated so many different voices into one amazing show. That's fantastic. Now, do do we have any um, guests that are scientists that by any chance just come on and tell us about the weather? Um, They don't really have any scientists. They're usually, like, fun characters that they have. So, like, they'll go and go and talk to ducks to find out where clouds come from. And then they have uh, meerkats and they have... uh, a bunch of other things and sometimes every once in a while like it will just be cat and the kids but they don't really ever have scientists for the weather in this episode but i watched it a lot on pbs and they do have a uh, dr giggles and he does trees and he's like a doctor so that counts as a scientist in a way i see now i want to talk about the animation in the show it looks very vibrant and straight out of the the books from from which it derived from. So tell us about the animation. It looks just like the books because it's so fun and creative, as well as it shows detail. And that's what I really like about it is like that just makes it 
interesting and makes kids want to watch it some more. And it's fun and colorful. So there's like purple and pinks and there's so many different colors that keeps you very interested. And that really helps spark up children's imaginations as well. Yeah, what's interesting with Dr. Seuss is he has his own style. His his illustrations were, they were so unique and different about them. And from what it looks like the show, they certainly match that style perfectly of what Dr. Seuss originally created. And I got to say that one of the one of my favorite animators of all time, Don Bluth, who created such great films like Secret of Nim, once said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, that animation nowadays, it looks very realistic. And it looks like that, that movies with animate, the animated movies are trying their best to look as realistic as possible. And he says that that kind of takes away what animation is supposed to be. It's supposed to look kind of fake. It's supposed to look... It's not supposed to look realistic. If you want realistic, make a live-action film. But here, they just do what animation does best. They're not trying to be realistic. They're trying to be a children's book-style animation. And it just fits the style perfectly. So what would you say is your favorite episode from what you've seen? I love the Chasing Rainbows episode because there's so many different colors and the songs and everything just got stuck in your head. And the king was hysterical. I thought he was really funny because his voice fit the character really great. And I think my second favorite, because I actually have a bunch, was probably the one where they did Fun in the Sun because we got to meet a hippopotamus. And that was, like, really fun because they got to go underwater and they got to run and stuff. And that teaches you, like, that you can have fun in the sun. And it also teaches you about an animal as well. I see. Killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, and it had colorful, silly woods as well. And that I really liked. Well, it sounds like, sounds fun. We learn about the animals and the weather. It sounds like my ecology lab we're doing. (laughs) What would you say that in this, what would others sort of subjects that you want to see the show tackle besides whether we can do a lot of other scientific studies well they actually do have some things about the body as well as many other different things and that's what i really like about this is that they have so many different intriguing uh things that children get to learn about because we have animation that is fun and loving and also you get to learn a lot about yourself because like my parents literally loved dr seuss when they were little so like if an adult watches this they'll be like i remember when i was a kid so that kind of like brings you back down to memory lane even i myself found myself thinking about when i was five and six and that had me (laughs) like literally laughing so how what would you say the age range for the show be oh four to twelve or maybe even up, maybe, you know, it depends on what you like. Because if you like animation and you like silly kid stuff, then this can go all the way to 104. But I think the most generic would probably be 4 to 12. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much, Morgan, for talking about Cat in a Hat. Oh, say, what's the weather today? Well, thank you so much for having me here. And I do want to say before we leave that I give this 5 out of 5 striped stars. And thingamajiggers as well. Strive stars, perfect. You, let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Quackers from Shout Factory. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i'm morgan brian birch age 11 and a half and i'm in currently sunny california and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we have been talking about the cat and hat oh say what's the weather today and we're right now we're going to be talking about journey to space soon we will be talking about the friendly family-friendly movies at the Violet Crown, Kiwi Phonics Adventures, Warcraft, and Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, and Lily's Driftwood Bay. And right now we are talking about Journey to Space with Bison, who is age, to be exact, 11 and a half in New Mexico, Santa Fe. Is that correct? Yes. Well, how are you today? Uh, pretty good. How are you? I am great, and I'm super excited. Now, did you get to be able to see this in uh, DVD, or were you able to go to the IMAX theater? Um, well, I had to go get a DVD because I do not live by an IMAX theater. Oh, well, did it have any bonus features with it? Uh, yes, it actually included behind-the-scenes footage and extra photos scrapped from the movie's shooting. Wow, did you like that? Did you like seeing the bonus features? Yeah, they were great. They definitely had more depth in information, like how they did the 3D animation diagrams. Well, that's really cool, because what's this about, actually? Well, this particular Journey to Space is about NASA's (laughs) mission to to go to Mars, and it really is an amazing documentary It's also narrated by Patrick Stewart, who is an amazing narrator for this movie. He's from the X-Men series and Ice Age Continental Drift. Yeah, he's also in the Star Trek series as well, and he does have a very distinct voice. So I, did you um, recognize it? Yes, I did. It, I know this movie is mostly about space, but what's the, like, the focus of this film? Well, the focus of this film is really to inform more people about how the humans hunger for knowledge... It really fuels NASA and their mission to Mars. Yes, because we really do want to go up to Mars and, you know, we really want to make a new colony. And I know about this lady. Her name is Kelly Girarde, and she is a media specialist in the Commercial Space Flight Federation and a member of the Explorers Club and serves on the Space Committee. 
and she is among one of the 100 finalists selected as potential crew members for the Mars One, a private company who's trying to endeavor to establish a human colony on Mars. And she, I got to meet her at the 32nd Annual Achievement Awards celebrating the winners of the writers and illustrators of the future contests. Now, she, I heard her speak, and she's just very inspiring, and I myself love space. But would you want to go to Mars and start a new home for humans? Well, I personally, I think it would be scary just being away from big community for so long. Well, what if you had your friends and family with you then? Well, I think it would be very challenging because there are many challenges that the human body has to endure while in space and the journey to mars they're estimating will be about a year um, that would be a long time yeah so i think it would be very challenging with my family yeah. and friends yeah plus if you what if you couldn't go back to earth then would you want to go then well no i wouldn't because i think i'd really miss the environment on earth and um and really be homesick. Now, w- did this movie inspire you to want to go into space or be an astronaut, or are you still feeling gah? Well, I'm still kind of feeling not so good about it. I don't think I would want to do it, but um, I think it would inspire many other people to discover new things. What was your favorite scene? Well, my favorite scene was when Patrick Stewart, the narrator, when he described the human's hunger for knowledge and discovery. Also, the introduction, I had many favorite parts of this film, actually, because it shared really diverse environments, our planet Earth. So that's why I think that's my favorite parts of the movie. Well, that's simply amazing. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we are talking about so many different things, such as the cat in the hat, oh, say what's the weather today, during the space, family-friendly movies at the Violet Crown, Kiwi at 20 Phonics Adventures, Warcraft and Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, and Lily's Driftwood Bay. And right now, I am talking to Bison, who is 11 and a half, and he's currently in New Mexico, Santa Fe, and we are talking about Journey to Space. Now, what was your favorite piece of equipment that you learned about while you were watching this documentary? Probably my favorite piece of equipment that they would use in space and on Mars was probably the suits because they were designing a new type of suit and the suit that they would wear in space, it would stay outside the whole time. So you could just plug it into the into the ship or rover, what your type of transportation or base is, and you would be able to connect into that and climb out of your suit and get into the base. Well, that's actually really cool. I would definitely like that. Now, what did you like about this movie? Well, I really liked how how educational it was, and the scenery, which actually included authentic pictures from the Hubble Space Telescope. I really liked the photographs, because it made me feel like such a small being in the vastness of space, because I really have never thought about how small we actually are compared to the whole universe so that's why i like this film well that's really cool now was this did this have graphics or was it real pictures well most of this film was graphics but they included a lot of real video and photography well how were the graphics then well they were great they were more like diagrams than than actual graphics but when they would like explain like the spacecrafts for mars they would use that type of 3D engine. Well, that's cool. What was your favorite thing that you learned? The favorite thing that I learned is 
how how large space is and the amount of work p- that is put into exploring new environments and places in deep space and on this planet Earth. Now, do you believe in aliens and usually they might be on Mars? Well, I doubt that aliens are on Mars, but I, I've, I've always kind of believed that there's extraterrestrial life somewhere in the universe because of how big it is. There has to be something else, I'm saying. That's definitely cool. Now, were you interested in space before this movie? Kind of. Like, when I was a kindergartner, I had always dreamed of being an astronaut. And it really, this movie really brought back memories from when I was little, looking at pictures of astronauts and stuff. It was really cool. Well, if you were going back to your little self when you were a kindergartner, and you had a rocket ship, and you could go into space, and, like, it would only take you a day to go to any planet, what planet would you go to, and why? I would want to go to Mars, because even though there, when I was little, I remember, like, wanting to go to the moon, but I had heard a lot about Martians when I was little, and I wanted to visit Mars, just because I had heard of life on Mars. (laughs) Well, that's really funny, and I can totally see that. Now, I went to go and see the, Ade- the Endeavor at the California Space Center, and it was awesome. Crazy large like an airplane. And they had short films to watch as you toured the museum, and my favorite was watching the astronauts trying to eat in space. Did they show you anything like that in this uh, film? Well, yeah, they had a lot of montages, you would say, like in space, like them twirling lollipops, and they'd, and they'd float in midair. And, like, watering plants with little squirters where the water would float into the plant. But, yeah, they they didn't really focus on food and space at all. Oh. Last week, they moved an exterior tank to the museum, which weighs about um, 65,000 pounds when it is empty. And it's going to be out to display. And it is 154 feet tall and 37.5 feet in diameter. And that's, like, so gigantic. Now, did it say anything, like, about how much they weighed or what their diameter and their feet was? Or did it not do anything like that for the Uh, different space tanks and everything that used? They talked a little bit about the spacecraft that they're building now, like the Orion, which they said was 33 stories tall, which was... It's giant, and they said that it weighed, like, 400 tons or something. Wow, that's Um, cool. But there's this other technology that they've been testing that they talked about, that it was an an inflatable space habitat, so they could have space explorers or astronauts would have extra room. Okay, well, that's really cool. Anyway, I can't wait to see it in person, and I love the museum. There's so much to do and learn there, and I hope everyone listening can visit a museum near them soon. And there's a great attraction, the IMAX theaters, and they have to make movies, which are just amazing to watch. And they're also airing the National Parks, narrated by Robert Redford, which I absolutely loved watching. And it is so easy to see space from the comfort of your own home now. And NASA is only a click away, so that way most people have the computers or access now to go and see that. And that's just simply amazing. But really quickly, before we leave, what's you, what would you say the age range and stars would be for this film? I'd recommend it for probably 8 to 18, but I think anyone of, well, of all ages, I think it would be a great movie for all ages just because of the information given. Okay. And, and how many stars would you give this? I would give it 5 out of 5 galactic stars. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back i'm your host keeper blakesley and we just got done talking about journey to space a wonderful documentary and also cat in the hat oh say what's the weather today well we're going to be continuing the show with kiwi 20 phonic adventures warcraft lego star wars the freemaker adventures and family friendly movies at the violet crown right now i'm talking with benjamin from washington dc who is 10 years old about kiwi the 20 phonic adventures very happy to have you here benjamin so let's get right into it now this dvd collection is about language skills so um what does that really mean and what does this dvd teach us 
it teaches you about how to say words and just sort of how to pronounce them and each what letter that's in the word. So it's more about how you say the words rather than how you spell them. I see. So uh, how does this collection teach kids in a, in its own way? Well, it's very – when they show the words, they use images and pictures to make it stay in your mind and make it look more colorful so kids can remember. I see. Now, I have to say that I'm a visual learner. I don't do well with audio. I don't um, – lectures and all that. Just the information doesn't stick in my mind. I'm a visual person. I need to see pictures. I need to see how and what. And that's the best way for me to learn. So I'm glad I'm doing it. Now, this – series of episodes uses claymation for the visuals I've read. I believe claymation is a dying art and should be used more in the entertainment industry, and I'm glad they're using it in this series. So um, what do you think about the claymation in the show? I thought it was very good and it was colorful, and the clay, um, animation ends up bringing out the two main protagonists, Kiwi and Tweaky. They don't talk, but... Excuse me, Tweaky and Tweeny. They don't talk, <laughs> but the animation manages to bring their characters alive, and you start to understand their personalities and their relationships. That's interesting. When we were first learning about making short films in my classes, we had to do a short film, no dialogue whatsoever. It had to be totally visual storytelling, and that's that's what film and television is. We are visual storytellers, and in here, looks like that's exactly what they do. No dialogue, nothing like that. It's just the visuals speak for themselves, it sounds like, and that's fantastic. So um, what do the episodes consist of? Do they consist of one episode focuses on the vowels, one episode focuses on words that start with A? I mean, how does it work? Well, it's usually they teach you words revolving around a specific topic. So one is art, and then another could be about making a film. Really? So, um, what would you say was the most interesting episode that they that, that was here? My favorite episode is the little robot in which Tweaky and Tweeny meet a blue robot in desperate need of energy, and they have to go to the moon to find Moonrax to power him up again. All while learning about how to pronounce words. That's interesting. What would you say makes this, besides the claymation, makes this series different from any other children's programs? I feel like there's just it has a certain tone. It's bright and it's almost kind of quirky. Quirky and bright. That is a perfect way to describe this. It's I would when I was looking up when I was researching about the Kiwi's Twenty Phonic Adventures, I was interested because it was I haven't seen anything like this in a while. I haven't seen claymation for children's program be done since Gumby, and, and that's untrue. There was an I Spy episode that used stop motion but claymation it looks beautiful and vibrant and we need that for children's programming so uh what would you say the age range for this show would be i give it three to six or for anyone trying to learn to read because it gets the young kids by using words and pictures to make it vibrant and to keep it in children's minds and uh, how many stars would you give this series um i'd give it four out of five stars i really enjoyed it first fantastic sounds like you really did and I would definitely want to check it out, this this series. It's on DVD. Please go find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's a great show. What would you say, are there any last thoughts you want to talk about with this show? Well, it, I found out that it is a French series. And when I watched it again, I started to notice that there were these clues from European culture. So that was fun to start spotting for clues in European culture. So when they when they're teaching how to spell coin they actually used european money 
to make the letter O, which I thought was interesting. Really? Well, that's fascinating. Well, thank you very much, Benjamin, for talking about this series. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm going to switch it over to Morgan, who's going to be talking about the family-friendly movies at the Violet Crown. Take it away, Morgan. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kiefer, for that lovely introduction. Right now, we are talking to Bison again about the family-friendly movies at the Violet Crown. What did you think about this? Well, I really like this series. It's showing ten free classic movies. They're all really great family movies, and they're all dating back from... 2009 to 1939. Wow, so it's kind of like classics. I like that. Yeah. Were these actually uh, real films? Like, I know they had The Sandbox and a bunch of other things like that, but did they have shorts as well, or was this full-length films only? No, this was really all films, mostly major motion pictures, and... They actually used stop motion in one of the movies. Oh, that's really cool. Well, which one was your favorite? Because I know there's a bunch of other ones, like there's The Explorers, which I have not heard of or seen, but I am going to be checking that out soon. They have Sandlot, which is an all-time classic about little boys who love baseball. The Little Princess, Fantastic or Mr. Fox, which I have not heard of, The Wizard of Oz, and so many others. But which one was your particular favorite? My favorite would probably be Explorers. I actually hadn't heard of it either until I found out about the film series. I think it's a great movie for the whole family. It's about a group of kids that really dream of extraterrestrial life and meeting those extraterrestrials. It was actually shot in 1985, but I thought it had really good animation. Oh, so this was an animated film? Pretty much most of it. A little bit of it was like the aliens on the in the movie. The, those were all animated, and they had a lot of flying scenes that wow, were cool. What was your favorite scene? Well, my favorite scene is probably in a dream where the star Ethan Hawke he's flying through this animated circuit board. That I think that it, it really surprised me how good the animation was for that year, but. That was probably my favorite scene in the film. Ethan Hawke is an incredible actor, and I've heard a lot about him, and he is just simply fantastic. Who was your favorite character? Probably the character played by Ethan Hawke. His name was Ben, and he's really the one, he's really a star of the movie, and he he actually dreamed of being an astronaut when he grows up. But I think he's a great actor for this film. Like, his character was very interesting and unique. Well, that's great when you have an interesting and unique character because that really brings a connection to you in the film. And I bet you had a great day because you got popcorn and movies. Was this an all-day event? Well, actually, I had to see it on Netflix because the film series at the movie theater really doesn't start till till May 31st. And I believe right now it's showing The Little Princess or A Little Princess. Oh, well, I've heard a lot about that. And that's really cool, and that's really just uh, simply amazing. Now, what would you say the age ranges for these films would be? I would say ages 9 to 18, and really all adults would like this. All adults would like some of these films. Well, that's really cool. And how many stars would you give this event? I would give this event 5 out of 5 great stars. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. I had a pleasure talking to you. Let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, age 11 and a half, currently in sunny California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. (music) 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about movies, friendly movies at the Violet Crown, Kiwis, 20 Phonic Adventures, Journey to Space, and Cat in the Hat. Oh, say, what's the weather today? Now we're going to continue the radio show. We're talking about Warcraft and Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. Right now I'm talking with Morgan about the video game-based film, Warcraft, which is getting... Not the most favorable reviews, but we'll see what Morgan thinks. So, Morgan, what did you think? Well, you know, 
I do want to start off with kind of the aspect because they're mean, they're green, they're creepy, and they have magic. And they're like one of the most powerful magic in the world on their side, literally. I'm talking about orcs, and we are talking about right Warcraft right now. And I really, I really did like this because it brought an aspect of like having the wizards and the knights and everything, and it added kind of like the feel of like having magic as well. Because it has orcs, which are like mat. They're supposed to be like weird creatures that have magic, and then you have wizards. So I really liked that it was like a clan of battles between magic, good and evil, and you know that was just really cool. Yeah, because this when I saw this the trailer for this film, it's I said another video game film. I was a little bit hesitant to go see it, but while the critics may not give it the best of views, no, the critics. As I, um, as a critic says, cannot always be right all the time. Sometimes the audience really enjoy the films, and I read some stuff that some people really enjoy this film for different reasons. So, what besides the magical aspect? What did you think made this film enjoyable to you, Morgan? Oh my gosh, a hundred and ten percent graphics. They were simply outstanding. They had the orcs, which were mainly graphics. They had the castles and all the magic. And they also had uh, 3D effects. And I'm not to be critical of other movies, but a lot of other movies say they're 3D and they're not that good. But this one actually did have the things popping out at you. And I found myself like trying to grab the magic a couple of times, especially when they were rolling the credits because they had the magic and it like literally came at you and you're like, wow, this is, that was really cool about that. Well, good. I mean, the effects do look fantastic. They do look something that would come out of a giant video game franchise kind of film. And the action sounds fantastic. The action, I've heard, is spectacular. So what would you say about the characters in this film? Well, we have a lot of different characters. Like, so many, I can't even name them all. Because we have two, or we have so many orcs, like hundreds of them. We also have a bunch of wizards, guard, um, guardians. We also have uh, Kizard, who is the wizard in training, and we also have the um, a prince, a king, princesses, and also a couple of baby orcs. And that was like really cool how they had all those different aspects into this film. And they even had, like, half-orcs, half half-humans, half which was really cool. And I, I, I'm i not a gamer, so I've never played the game Warcraft, but a couple of my friends have. And they said that they created the half-orc, half-human characters just for the movie. And I really think that did bring an aspect out, so I do want to applaud them for that. Well, a film like this, there's many fans who love the original Warcraft, and they want to make sure that the film portrays... The characters, especially since I, I, again, I haven't played Warcraft either, but take take out anything you think about the original game. It's supposed to be a film. Film is its own media, and as long as it creates a good story with some intricate characters, it it should turn out fine. So, uh, what would you say the age range for this film would be? Darn, I'd have to say the age range for this would probably be the best age range that I can possibly think of would probably be 11 to 99 because it is great for people. And, like, the orcs might have the kids cry and actually, you know, scare them a little bit because it's scary. Uh, If you had to put... put, Sorry? And they're very uh, realistic, so that might have the kids, like, afraid. But, uh... 
if you if I can't say ninety nine, then I'd have to say that adults would enjoy it as well. Well, it sounds like it's a an action packed film that people who are looking out to see people fight each other and war and swords clashing and magic. And this seems like a film that to go check out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Crackers from Shout Factory. Perfect for Father's Day, so go check it out. It's available now. We're going to continue the radio show with Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures, again with Morgan. So, I love Legos. I'm a huge fan. I Anything with a Lego product is just like, take my money. Go. Please. Legos. So, uh, what... Is so we're back with Star Wars, the Star Wars theme. So, what does what tell us about Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures? Well, I'm with you there. What you just said about the Legos, I'm definitely loving that. And it's brought to you by Disney XD, and it is coming out June 20th. So, you know, I always thought I had to wait for a year for the next Star Wars movie to come out, and I was like, yes, Disney XD is here to save us. And we actually don't have to wait that long because now we have a new series that comes out June 20th on Disney XD, which Star Wars fans and Lego fans alike will love because it has a it has a Star Wars aspect, but it isn't really all about Star Wars. It is also about the Legos. And it's not about, like, the old characters or anything. Like, what I like about it is it's original. It is about a new... Uh, definitely a new characters because it has three different characters it has um roger roger who's a ro- who's the robot and the sidekick of uh rowan freemaker then we have definitely the amazing xander freemaker and cordy freemaker and i really liked that all these characters were put into this And I really liked that their last name was Freemaker because there are people who follow the kids step by step. And then there are those who think outside the box and build from their imagination. And that's what the Freemakers truly do. So that was simply just a perfect name for them that Bill Motts and Bob Roth have captured. Now, what I think is interesting about the Lego entertainment industry is that the films and television shows, to me, are the closest thing to to parody and satire for younger generation that for film. Because I don't know about you, I, I feel like parody has not been as good as it used to be in, in film. In, in with The internet has wonderful shows and parodies and uh, videos, and it's fantastic. But in film, there haven't been many parodies. And Lego, the, uh, the Lego industry has really done a great job because it's it has all these brands, Lego... Lego Star Wars, Lego Marvel, all this, these, all these different companies and franchises that they're able to create some funny parodies. So, um, what did you think about the comedy in this show? Oh my gosh, I, I actually really liked that we find ourselves with three scavengers who operate a salvage and repair shop in space, living in this time period. Like it's the Empire Strikes Back. It's after that. And just before Return of the Jedi. And that was, like, really cool because they're trying just to survive and pay the rent. Which makes sense because, you know, they actually lost their parents. So they're trying to make a living and make sure that their family business stays alive. But the storyline is great. And my favorite thing about the series is the new characters. And it's like that the Lego actually had made characters and ships for the series. So I was, like, really happy. But I think the comedy in this was hysterical because you had so much fun watching it as well as 
it made you want to laugh. It just really, they had so many jokes in here about Star Wars and Lego that really brought out an aspect that kind of had me like reminding of when I was like seven and eight and I play with Lego still. So like that brought the younger kid in me and it's like just really brought the me me into it. And it has quick, funny punchlines as well that were like you knew what they were saying. So you would be like, what the heck is a joke? And you'd know that. So it was really cool how they did that. I would agree, and I, I want to go check out this on Disney XD. It sounds like it's going to be a fun show. Now, what would you say about the animation in this? Oh, my gosh. The animation was really cool because we had so many different aspects in here. Because we it gave the... Basically, the animation has the Lego aspect in Star Wars in mm-hmm. the Star Wars war, world. And it's close crisp and clear and gave you the feel of watching a Star Wars movie. With a new series, the creators have also made yet another planet for us to visit and learn about. And that's like what I really thought is like, I didn't feel like I was in Earth anymore. I felt like I was in a total new galaxy, which is exactly what it says. And a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> well, it sounds fun. I mean, I can only imagine creating a an animated show with Legos. I mean, the storyboards must be easy to use. Like to use Legos to figure out and plan where you're going to place, where you how you're going to animate it. So that's what's great about Legos too. Legos are able to you're able to do so much with Legos. It can it's perfect for children of all ages to adults. And uh, I'm very happy that Lego has created a new show. It sounds fun. And uh, how what would you say is the age range for this show? Oh, the age range is definitely like. To, uh, just so many different age ranges because we have so many different things. We have probably the age range would be eight to uh, adults will enjoy it as well because they will love it and it's really cool and an uh, eighteen will be great for them as well because eighteen year olds and kids and teens will both enjoy it and if adults like Legos, which my my mom and dad do, then this is definitely perfect for them. And how many stars would you give this? Show? Oh my gosh, uh, definitely. And I have to say definitely because I love it so much. Five out of five lightsabers up and may the force be with you, Kiefer. Thank you very much. And uh, as to quote a famous film director, this hope this show creates a lot of merchandise and merchandise and Anywho, well, thank you very much, Morgan, for talking about LEGO Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventure. It is on Disney XD June 20th, as mentioned before. Yes, You're listening to Kids... That. You're right about Definitely. that. Roger. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And if you want to check out the latest coverage of DVD releases and, fil- and film releases, go check out our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Also, make sure to go check out our blogs. Our hosts and our Kids First film critics do a, a great job creating some very good blogs about the entertainment industry, especially go check them out and read them. Also, check out our radio show, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Let's close out. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you for listening. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.
Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 